We are in Yubamus, Samachay Amaral of 65A. I apologize in advance about any background noise as I am in public. We are in the middle of an interesting discussion about the fact that if there is a couple who was married for 10 years and they did not have children, so then they have to get divorced. This happens two times, two or three times, depending on Rebbe or Shimon Leo, meaning she gets married for 10 years once, then she gets divorced because she was not able to have children. And she marries somebody else. Again, 10 years pass. She's not able to have children. According to Rebbe, since this happened twice, she is not allowed to get married a third time. According to Rebbe Shimon Ben Gamil, it has to happen three times, and then she's not allowed to get married. So the Gemara now continues on that topic and says as follows. Tana Rabbana. We are taught in a bryson. This is the Rishon The case is where she's married to her first husband, and she does not have children for 10 years. Then she's married to her second husband. She gets married. Again, she does not, unfortunately, have children after being married for 10 years. So the halacha is, the halacha is, This price is following the position of Rabbi. Since it happened twice, she could only marry somebody who already uh, has children. However, if she marries, she ends up getting married to somebody who uh, does not have children and has to, the man has to fulfill the mitzvah of Puravu, of having children, because it already happened twice, they would have to uh, get divorced. Now, when would they get divorced is a big discussion. Uh, there are some opinions that say that meaning after 10 years they would have to get divorced. But others are of the opinion that he did, was not aware that she was not able to have children for the past 20 years of two marriages of 10 years each. And so since he was not aware of it, it's something that's referred to as a nekach taos. It's an invalid marriage because he did not know about the, the fact that she was not able to have children in her first two marriages. And so they would have to get divorced. But not only would they have to get divorced, but there's also a concept of exuba that she has rights to exuba, to monetary, he has a monetary financial obligation to his wife after they get divorced. However, that is only true if it is a valid marriage and she is deserving of her exuba. However, in this case, says the Barisa, she is not deserving of her exuba. She is not deserving of it because the husband did not know that she was married twice for 10 years and did not have children. And so therefore she does not receive her ksuba. She does not receive the money that was promised at the beginning of the marriage in case they get divorced or if she passes away. So she would not get her ksuba. The Gemara now, that's the end of the Bryson. The Gemara now has two questions, two interesting questions. The Gemara asks, in this case, the shilishi So she was married to now the third husband. It was not they weren't supposed to get married, let's say, but they got married and they did not have children. They stayed married for ten years and they did not have children. And this is the third time. So do we say that now that it happened three times? So now could the first two husbands come to her and say, Listen, this happened three times already? clear that now that it happened three times that you are not deserving you cannot have children so Lumafreya we should say retroactively that you should not receive the Ksuba money even from the first two marriages 
just like you don't receive the money from the third marriage, now that we see that uh, that it happened three times, and that it's clear that you are not able to have children, so that even from the first two marriages, it's based on a false assumption. The assumption was that she would have the potential to have children. She cannot have children. So now they should get the money back. They already gave her the money, but they should get it back. That's the question. Or do we say that no? Then maybe it's just that now. Who said that the first two times it was because of her? Maybe now it's because of her the third time, but not beforehand. Maybe she had the potential to have children, but now she cannot have children. So what's the answer to that? Where it says, Mistavra, Matis Amalahu, Hashi It makes sense to say that she has the ability. The question is, could they remove the money from her? So since she already received the money, she can now say, Listen, there's a. She would say, I can make the claim that it just happened now. Right now, the money's in my hands. Maybe I could have had children beforehand, and only now can I not have children. So. You cannot extract the money from me. You need a better proof. And so that's what we say. The first two husbands cannot go back to her after she's married for the third time and say, oh, we want to get our money back. They cannot do that. That was question number one. Now question number two. They had the following question. Let's say she had three marriages, ten years each, and she doesn't have children, but then she gets married a fourth time. And she's able to have children the fourth time around. So she's able to have children. Can she now go after her third husband divorced her? So she did not receive her ksuba money because she was not allowed to marry her husband uh, the third time uh, because uh, we saw from the first few times that she wasn't able to have children. So they're not allowed to get married, so they got divorced without exuba. And then she got married a fourth time and had children. So can she now go back to her other husband and say, listen, I could have kids. We see that I'm able to have kids. So give me what I was supposed to get, my exuba. I should be getting my exuba, the financial obligation that you promised me at the beginning of our marriage. So can she do that? So the mother first says, hold on. It's better for you to just keep quiet. Why? Because if you come with that claim, your third husband can now say, well, wait a minute, I divorced you on the assumption that you can't have kids. And so because now that I see that you could have kids, it's like our divorce is null and void. It was based on certain assumptions that are incorrect. So we should technically be married right now. And this is a halakhic concept, that if there's a divorce that's based on certain assumptions, uh, so then if those assumptions are incorrect, so then it's not a valid divorce. So we say, better for you to keep quiet. Don't open your mouth, because then uh, then the third husband will say, well, you know what, well, you're still married to me. So they went and says, Master the Papa, Papa says to this, Just because she keeps quiet, does that solve anything? Even if she keeps quiet, but we know the facts, and the facts are she's able to have children. So why don't we say... That We should then say that, you know what, the divorce is null and void, it's based on certain assumptions, those assumptions are incorrect, and so she should be really technically married to her third husband. Why don't we say that? So Rashi explains that we don't say that because when he divorced her, it wasn't based on these assumptions that she was not able to have children, it was based on the possibility 
Not that he knew for sure, but it was based on the possibility or the likelihood that she would not be able to have children because this is already the third time. The fact that she had children afterwards is not a reason for us to say that the divorce is null and void because he didn't divorce her on the assumption that she for sure doesn't have children, but of the likelihood that she, did, so that she wouldn't be able to have children. So the divorce is fine. So in the end of the day, why do we tell her that she can't receive her ksuba? So she does not receive her ksuba from her third husband because the we could really say that really she was not able to have children for the first three marriages and something changed within her body that allows her to have a child but it only happened later on at her fourth marriage. So she really does not receive her ksuba because there is the possibility that something happened now and during her fourth marriage. But the truth is that during her third marriage, she was really not able to have children. And so therefore, she's not deserving of her ksuba. Okay, that is the end of that part of the Gemara. We have a few more lines uh, till the next page and until the next mission. The Gemara now has... It's unclear exactly what are they arguing about. There's many different opinions about this. So we'll just uh, say it in its simplest form, hopefully. But essentially, who Amr Minah? They have a marriage. It's unclear whether it's the first marriage or whether it's the third marriage after she wasn't able to have children for 20 years. So it's unclear whether it's the first or third marriage. It's also unclear if they're trying to get divorced or they are agreeing to get divorced and it's about the Ksuba, whether she's deserving of the Ksuba. But he says, it's because of her. We're not able to have kids because of her. She says, no, it's because of you. It's because of the husband. Amravami, uh, so who do we listen to? We say, if it's, if it's about uh, the sexual act and the impact of that, she is believed. We believe her. Why? The time of my He time of labir fates. Basically, she is making the claim that literally uh, he is not uh, shooting like an arrow and he's not having he's not uh, having the ability to uh, impregnate her essentially and he says she says that I know with certainty I can feel it and that's why I'm not becoming pregnant and so we believe her because she actually knows there's a concept called Bari she's clear and she knows about what she's talking about. He doesn't know. He has no idea whether it speaks of her or because of him. And so therefore, we will believe her. What if he goes ahead and says, He goes ahead and he says, Wait a minute. I'll marry somebody else and then we'll find out. Let me marry somebody else. If it's because of me, I shouldn't be able to have kids. So let me add, have a second wife. Let me go ahead and have a second wife and then we'll find out. So here, we have an interesting dispute. Umar of Amir of Amir says, Af bazu He says, no. Uh, even in this case, you have to get divorced and you have to give your wife ksuba. We believe her. Why? Because of Amir is in the opinion, you cannot have a second wife. If you get a second wife, you have to divorce your first wife and give her ksuba. Rav Amir says, you cannot add a second wife to your first wife. Rav Amir argues and he says, no. No, 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 he says, no, if a person could have multiple wives, it's fine for them to have multiple wives, um, as long as he has the ability to support them. He has to have the ability to support them, but you are allowed to marry multiple wives. Now, 
uh, today, uh, because based on a Takana decree later on after the Gemara, everybody agrees that you can only have one wife. But it's an interesting dispute here between Ami and Rava whether or not in the times of the Gemara they were able to have only one wife or more than one wife. The sense of Ami saying that a person cannot make a claim, let me marry somebody else. Let's find out. No, <laughs> Rami says you cannot marry somebody else without first getting divorced. Okay, turning the page to Samachai Amaviz, a few lines until the Mishnah. Another dispute. These are all disputes between him and her, between the husband and the wife. Who Omar Afal's Begav Asar? So he says that um, you had a miscarriage within the last 10 years. If you remember from the Mishnah, that we started off with a few weeks ago if you have a miscarriage so then the 10 year count starts again um, you wait another 10 years so he claims listen you had a miscarriage and so therefore we could stay married she says no um, I I didn't have a miscarriage and we've married for 10 years without children we, we have to get divorced so Amr Ravami Ravami here says again we believe her again why? what's the logic? Why should we believe her? Uh, essentially, he says that she is not going to want to uh, have the reputation and to publicize the fact that she's not able to have kids. It is to her advantage uh, to say that she had a miscarriage because at least people think that, you know what, she's able to have kids. The fact that she says that she didn't have a miscarriage means that she's telling the truth. Because she doesn't want people to know about that. The fact that she does it anyways and says, listen, I, I didn't have a miscarriage, I'm just not able to have kids, means that she's telling us the truth. The yeah. Gemara has one more case. If a woman has three miscarriages, so then we have the Chazaka. The Chazaka is the concept that we had in last week's recording that uh, we assume that she will continue to have a miscarriage, and therefore, if she's married to somebody who has not yet filled the mitzvah of having children, they would have to get divorced. So that, that's the halacha. She has three three miscarriages, so then they would have to get divorced. So what happens? Who amar The amar plus. So he says, the husband says that you had two miscarriages. He said, no, I had three. She said, I had three. So here too, Lazar says, he has such a case, and we believe her. Why do we believe her? Because why would she want to have the reputation of being somebody who is not able to have children because of a miscarriage? She would never do that. So the fact that she says that she had three miscarriages, she must be telling the truth, and they would have to get divorced. Uh, and so therefore, we force him uh, to get divorced so that he can fulfill the mitzvah of pru of having children. So that is the end of the Gemara with regards to this topic. And in the next recording, we'll begin our last Mishnah of the parak of the chapter. We'll be finishing this chapter, chapter 6, um, by the end of this week.